Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive into the updates, interviews, and yes, processes that will help your organization thrive. My name is Rami Alijil, and my goal is to help HR managers and business owners create an environment where their people are their organization's competitive advantage. Today, we are talking about the new tax credit for paid family leave. If you've been considering or already have a policy where you pay time off for family leave, this will answer your questions about how you can get up to 25% of that cost credited back to you. Oh, and don't forget, we post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, and I would love to hear from you on there with any questions. You can also subscribe to us by going to peopleprocesses.com, where you will receive special subscriber-only content for free. People Processes is also available wherever you get your podcast, and it syndicates on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. Now let's dive in. On April 9th, 2018, the IRS issued a set of frequently asked questions, and the link to that is on our website at peopleprocesses.com if you want to check it out. Those address the employer credit under the IRS Revenue Code Section 45 for paid family and medical leave. The credit, which was enacted under the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017, also called like the Trump Tax Cut, is generally effective for wages in paid taxable years of the employer starting December 31, 2017. It is not available currently for wages paid in taxable years beginning after December 31, 2019. So this is just 2018 and 2019. So keep that in mind, this is a permanent change. Uh, In your organization, the tax credit's only lasting 2018 and 2019. So here's how it works. The credit is a general business credit employers may claim. They are based on wages paid to qualifying employees while they are on family and medical leave, subject to certain conditions. An employer must reduce its deduction for wages or salaries paid or incurred by the amount determined as a credit. So basically, you have to pay for this. Um, Any wages taken into account in determining any other general business credit may not be used in determining the credit. So there are some other credits out there that that sometimes you get credits for, uh, like work opportunity tax credit, those kind of things. Those Those can't be counted. To claim the credit, employers must have a written policy in place that meets a few requirements, including provision of at least two weeks of paid family and medical leave annually to all qualifying employees who worked full-time, and prorated for those who work part-time, and the paid leave cannot be less than 50% of the wages normally paid to the employee. So you need a two-week or prorated for part-time paid uh, paid medical uh, or family leave policy that is not less than 50% of their wages paid to the employee. So how does the calculation work? The FAQs indicate that the credit is a percentage of the amount of wages paid to a qualifying employee while on family and medical leave, up to 12 weeks per taxable year. So the minimum percentage is 12.5%, and it's increased by 0.25% for each percentage point by which the amount paid to the qualifying employee exceeds 50% of the employee's wages, with a maximum of 25%. In certain cases, there are a few additional limits, which we'll get to in a second. So what that means is, if you're going to pay them 50% of their normal wages, they will credit you back 12.5% of that cost. If you do 100%, they'll credit back 25% of those costs. Make sense? Uh, And in between there, it's a 0.25% on each one. That's kind of how the math comes out. 
A qualifying employee is any employee under the Fair Labor Standards Act who has been employed by the employer for one year or more for the preceding year and had compensation of not more than a certain amount. For employers claiming the credit for wages paid to an employee in 2018, the employee must not have had have earned more than 72000 in 2017. So you have to have a previous year, and they have to have made less than $72,000 to claim this credit. More than that, you don't get the credit. So we've talked about a few um, pieces. Again, just as a recap, at least two weeks of paid family leave to all full-time employees, prorate for part-time, not less than 50% of wages, and that employee cannot have made more than $72,000 last year. You must also define reasons for leave. For the purposes of the credit, family and medical leave is leave for one or more of the following. Birth of an employee's child or and to care for the child. Placement of a child with the employee for adoption. To care for the employee's spouse, child, or parent who has a serious health condition. A serious health condition that makes the employee unable to perform the functions of his or her position. Any qualifying emergency uh, due to the employee's spouse, child, or parent being on active duty, uh, covered active duty, or having been being notified of an impending call or order to active duty in the armed uh, uh, forces. Those are actually called qualifying exigencies. Basically, if your spouse is going uh, overseas or your uh, child, that kind of thing, you can take some time off. And to care for a service member who is the employee's spouse, child, parent, or next of kin. Those, those are all counted under, under this. Uh, the FAQs that were issued clarify that if an employee provides paid vacation leave, personal leave, or medical or sick leave, other than leave specifically for one or more of the purposes stated above, that paid leave is not considered family and medical leave. In addition, any leave paid by a state or local government or required by state or local law will not be taken into account in determining the amount of employer-provided paid family and medical leave. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But the key thing is that if you have a vacation policy that they can take for any reason, and they use it to take care of their spouse, that doesn't count. This has to be a separate pool of hours. It has to be specifically for these things. There's still quite a few questions, but it's enough for us to go on at this point. The IRS is expected to provide additional information that will address the following, when the written policy must be in place, how paid family and medical leave relates to an employer's other paid leave, how to determine whether an employee has been uh, employed for one year or more, it's questions about rehires, that kind of thing, the impact of state and local leave requirements, and whether a member of a control group of corporations and businesses under common control are treated as a single taxpayer in determining the credit. Since no one's had to claim the credit yet, we don't quite have that knowledge. So they're working on it. This is the quick update about this tax credit. This is such a cool opportunity uh, for organizations who have been looking at ways in this tighter job market to increase their benefits. Um, if you want to go ahead and, and, and offer paid family leave, uh, this is a great way to do it. This allows you to recoup some of those costs. The government's going to give you a credit back as you're, if you're a corporation that pays taxes. And um, it's, a, it's all in all a, um, a nice incentive to get this on the books. It's going to go through this year and next year, and who knows, they may extend it. But even if they don't, that's two years of a nice subsidy. Uh, to help you uh, take care of your employees a little bit better, attract and retain that top talent. That's it for today's episode. It's a quick one. We got more coming later on this week. I hope this was helpful to you. If you have any questions, concerns, ideas, messages, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, I'd love to help. I'd love to research those answers and uh, get back to you. Thank you so much for listening today. Go out there, get your work done, and have a great day.